0: Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 196 of the Quickie Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Hopkins, and thank you so much for being here. Today, my guest is Kara Hibbs. She's an illustrator and printmaker at her studio called O oh, Little Rabbit, right out near Portland, Oregon, and the studio specializes in unique apparel and home and living products. During this episode, she tells us how the whole printmaking journey started, and it kicked off with some block printing that launched on Etsy to a surprise success. We talk about the teacher that really supported her decision to pursue art and why she ended up making the decision to leave art school early. We talk about the two art pieces that really influenced her the illustration pieces of her own that she created that are her favorite and why. We also get into the challenge of becoming a parent and balancing the business along with you know new baby, kids in the house, crazy times. She then tells us about the request that she had that not only boosted her confidence but opened up the full potential of her business and the surprise surprise first wholesale order that she got. Pretty cool story, that one. Ladies and gentlemen, this is an awesome conversation. It's printmaking. I love hearing stories about printmaking and Kara is genuine, 100%. She loves it and you can hear it in her voice. So let's get to this one. Let's get to Kara's stories. Ladies and gentlemen, Kara Hibbs. Here we go. Welcome to the Quickie Podcast, the daily interview show where we talk to graphic designers about their journey to the creative field. And we do it in 30 minutes or less. So, are you ready for a Quickie? Kara, welcome to the Quickie Podcast. How are you?
1: Good. How are you?
0: Doing terrific. Thanks so much for joining me and for your patience on my wild schedule on this side.
1: Yes, of course.
0: <laughs> um are you ready for a quickie?
1: Absolutely.
0: Happy day. So let's start with a tough question. Briefly tell okay. the listeners about yourself.
1: Uh, my name is Kara Hibbs. I've been working uh, full time for myself as an illustrator and printmaker for 10 years. Yeah. Um, I'm married. I've been married for 13 years. I got married young. We have one son and I live in the Northwest near Portland and I really like the Pacific Northwest.
0: Awesome. So what, what led to the decision for you to become a printmaker yourself? What's the, what's the path to get there?
1: So, um, I went to art school. I went to the Pacific Northwest college of the arts for a year mm-hmm. and I really liked it, but, um, two things were <laughs> i ran out of money it was pretty expensive to go to art school yeah and uh, one of my professors one day was talking to us in class and he asked when you graduate from art school like what do you hope to have like what do you think your edge is going to be and everyone was like oh a degree we'll have a degree and that will help us get a job and he said well no you'll have a portfolio yes and so I was like, oh, that's so crazy. I'm running out of money. It's pretty expensive. And if the degree doesn't really matter as much as my body of work, maybe I don't need to kill myself with student debt to pursue this. <laughs> and um and so that's I, I mean, I that's when I left the art school. And kind of was taking a little bit of a break because it kind of, I, through the process of all of that, I got a little bit burnt out with all mm-hmm. the assignments and the homework and everything. And so I just kind of took a break. And my husband and I were actually managing the office of a storage facility for a while while he was pursuing a degree in nursing. Mm-hmm. And um, with my downtime, I started making again just for fun out of enjoyment. And my husband's pretty creative too. And so we started actually doing block printing. And we're making stuff for our family and for ourselves and just really enjoying the process of all of that. And we, I mean, it was back when Etsy was really new. Mm -hmm. We just heard of Etsy and I was like, oh, I bet we could list some things on here and sell it. And it just kind of took off. And the thing I thought would be a little bit of a hobby outlet um, for me creatively became a full-time job unexpectedly (laughs) totally
0: so when you when you're making this block printing like did you buy a little um like table-sized equipment to do this or or how were you doing this
1: we bought a we bought because my husband was part of it too Mm -hmm. um we got a few different types of blocks some of them were just like the rubber there were some others that were like more of the wood blocks Mm -hmm. and we really liked the rubber stamps just like the pink rubber and The process of carving these details out was really fun Um, to make a design and carve it out and print it on fabric and just kind of the tactile aspects of all of it, just start Mm -hmm. to finish creating something and then having a useful object at the end. It was just really fun for us to do all of that. So, yeah, we started with the blocks and then as the business got busier we were realizing we weren't going to be able to make as much as we were selling Mm -hmm. with hand printing all of these designs. And so that's when we kind of stepped into screen printing, which Mm -hmm. is a little bit more fast flowing. It allowed us to make more quicker. Mm -hmm. So, and it was like a, it's a different look. I love the block printed look, but the screen print definitely has a cleaner, crisper finished image. And it, it opens up a lot of, doors of what you can do with it, with with block printing.
0: That's so cool. So I definitely want to dive into that a little bit more. But before I do, um, I want to kick it back to childhood. What was your childhood like? And do you feel you had a creative childhood that showed you this world or pointed you in this career path?
1: Um, the first memory I have of really being drawn to illustration, mm-hmm. was when I was in preschool, probably about three years old, one of my preschool teachers would always, just for fun, draw us pictures. I think it was just to keep us busy, <laughs> you know, <laughs> distracted. Yeah. Um, and she would draw pictures of people. And I just remember as a little kid thinking, she's so amazing. Like, these pictures <laughs> are awesome. So I remember from a really little age wanting trying to copy that like trying to draw pictures the way that she did because I thought it was just so cool and I feel like that's what really led me into loving the process of drawing Mm -hmm. um and so I wouldn't say that it was like a really nurtured thing throughout my childhood it was kind of something I personally loved but um I think even now there's a lot of mindset where like art is a nice hobby, but it's not a career. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like that was kind of a family view of like, oh, it's nice that you like to do this, or it's nice that you're good at this, but it wasn't ever like, oh, you should pursue this.
0: It's nice that you have a great hobby.
1: Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) it's a wonderful (laughs) hobby. I remember right before I left um, to go to school for illustration, one of the bosses I had for my part-time job when I was in high school was... Just saying how, like, oh, you know, is are you sure you want to do this? Like, I'm just so worried that, like, you're going to spend all this time and it's not a real job. And I remember just being so annoyed that, like, <laughs> people thought that. But I, hopefully, I think the world's changing. I feel like people see the importance yeah. of design and art and how how much it does play a role in so many things that you wouldn't even think about. But
0: um, well, Totally. And it's so you're drawing, you're loving drawing, you're loving the process of drawing and you're excited about possibly pursuing that more. Yeah. Yet You have sort of a group of people around you who are more, you know, what are you really going to do Yeah. with your life? So what, at what point or who, or when did the switch flick and you just went, Nope, art, that's the yeah. direction I'm going.
1: Um, I, in high school is when I really started, um, Focusing like all my electives were art based Mm -hmm. electives and that's when I really just was zeroing in on like this is what I want to do and I'm not sure what I want to do with it yet, but I want to have some sort of artistic career Mm -hmm. Um, and I had a really awesome supportive art teacher in high school, Mrs. Conrad and so she actually really supported me and she's actually the one who drove me up for an interview at PNCA For going to art school, like just having a teacher that actually drove a student to a college interview, like that was huge. So um, she was awesome and super supportive and pushing me towards pursuing something that I was passionate about. So she made a really big difference in encouraging me that that is something that I could pursue.
0: Definitely. And having somebody show you that it's possible too, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's a huge thing. So, Carol, what stands out to you then as the most influential design of your life so far? Some illustration or poster or design that you saw and has just stuck with you since?
1: So, I would say there's two. Um, when I was in high school, I really was drawn to um, Edward Degas' ballerinas.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Not sure why, but like I just really loved the light and the texture and that really a lot in high school i really loved painting with a palette knife like just very textural painting Mm -hmm. um and so i just i really loved the ballerinas for whatever reason it was very just pretty and flowy and whimsical and then um the second one it was right before i started college i had a friend who I don't even remember like why I think he just saw something and he showed me and said like, Oh, this made me think of you. And it was an illustration by Jen chorus. Um, and she does these really like beautifully imaginative. It reminds me of like a child's imagination or like the viewpoint from a child. Mm -hmm. And so there's, it's always like people mixed with nature. And so it was a series that she did of children, like playing in the woods and so it was, like, trees with, like, little kids, but it's just really simplistic, and um, I was just immediately drawn to the illustration. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's, like, and then her hers was actually the first, like, little art show I ever went to. It was in downtown Portland. I noticed that she had an art show, and I went to that, and it was just such a fun thing to go in to this little art studio with, like, 15 you know, prints on the walls. And that was kind of the first thing that made me be like, I want to do this.
0: Like, (laughs) I love
1: this. So, so I feel like that was a really big push too that made me love illustration and kind of see how an artist can make a series and have a show and just, I don't know, the fun of all of all of the behind the scenes of all of that stuff, so.
0: Yeah, what an incredible moment that would be because you could see, you know, you're you're playing around with this idea, you're trying to think, you know, find where you fit and which way you want to go. And then you go see sort of the finished process or the finished full gallery or show that's possible. Yeah. Or, or one of the ways that's possible. Like yes. that would be a really empowering moment.
1: Yeah, so that was, it was just kind of, Seeing some random, I I don't even, I think it might've been in a magazine or something, this like Mm -hmm. little illustration. And then to be able to actually go to an art show in downtown Portland in an art studio. Like it was just really fun to see her actual art in person instead of just in a magazine or something. So that was really fun.
0: Yeah. What a great one. Um, so Kara, who are some of the designers and brands that you look up to and closely follow now? And what about them do you like?
1: Um, so another artist I really like that I feel like kind of has a similar feel in a lot of ways to Jen Corus is, um, Emily Winfield Martin. She is from the black apple. She's actually in Portland too. And I've seen a lot of her work in a lot of different places, but she's somebody I've followed for a long time and seen a lot of her different prints that, local art supply stores or little boutiques in the area. Mm -hmm. Um, I also recently found through Instagram um, a magazine called Illustoria magazine, which is geared towards kids, but it's also like fun for adults too. And it, Mm -hmm. the different issues have different um, themes. Like some of them are black and white or some of them are science or whatever. And that's really fun because it's educational, but it's also like a very big highlight on illustration and design and art. So that's really fun for me because it's a good way to find new designers and new artists and kind of see all the different styles and being a mom, it's kind of fun to, have a magazine that I enjoy and my kid can enjoy. So
0: yeah, so it's kind of for your kid.
1: Yeah, kind of, but I would totally just look at it
0: too, you know, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. It's somebody who you could say, no, 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 that's, that's, that's for him. That kid's magazine. That's, for <laughs> that's a good one. So I want to ask a little bit about print and packaging design, which sounds like it might be fitting. Yeah. Um, I want to hear how you're utilizing print and packaging in your career and any stories around, you know, special projects that really stand out to you.
1: Um, so I, I, when I first, yeah, like saw the question, I was like, well, I feel like my career is print and, <laughs> yes. and design. You know, like that's what, I, like every piece is a hand printed item. Yeah. Um, so like what I sell is print. As far as packaging goes, I've really made... I have very minimal packaging. Mm-hmm. It's hard. I'm torn. I love I love specialty packaging, and um, every once in a while, like if I have extra time, I'll print. I, I wrap everything in like recycled brown paper mm-hmm. that before I put it in an envelope. So um, every once in a while, I'll go through and like print designs on the paper just so it's like extra Something fun, a little
0: different. Yep.
1: Yeah, but I mostly at this point um like i have worked with a company to have one of my illustrations on the tape that i use to package up my products so it's like a little something special but i mostly am trying to focus on like recycled minimal Mm -hmm. packaging with everything i mail everything so it's a lot of wrapping and so i wanted to make sure i had something that could be recycled or reused so um with my actual packaging, it's pretty minimal, but mm-hmm. with print, I love to add little details. If I can, if I have the time, I love to like print up my brown wrapping paper with extra print. So it's just because then maybe someone could use it as gift wrap or something. So
0: definitely, you're sort of creating that secondary purpose of it.
1: Yes. So I really like practical, free, like useful.
0: Mm-hmm. Things so. and that's a big movement in the packaging space is finding that secondary use, um, you know, for a carton or for a box or something like that. Yeah. So I'm going to ask you a really tough question. I think at least I think it's going to be really tough. Maybe you'll okay. be able to like pull pull it right out. But which of your prints and illustrations is your favorite? Oh,
1: um, so. I have a soft spot for a couple of the originals. Mm -hmm. Like I have a birch pattern that originally was a block print. Mm -hmm. And then when we transitioned into screen printing, like we turned it into a screen. Um, So I love that one because it's been with me through the whole 10 years. Yeah. So I have a soft spot for that one, but I feel like every new image I come up with is my favorite, <laughs> like the, the, new, you know, the newest design is my new favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been working a lot right now on... Um, I finally, after like a few years of people asking, started offering adult t-shirts. And so I also was like, well, I don't wanna just you know, put all of the images that I just have, that I was mostly focusing on more, like, kitchen use mm-hmm. or grocery bags, Um, not all of those would transition well to a T-shirt. Mm-hmm. So I was really wanting to do something that was a little bit more graphic for a T-shirt, but, like, also, like, positive and uplifting. I feel like there's a lot of downer news information, <laughs> you know, today. Yes. And so I was like, if I could do something that was, like, positive and uplifting and encouraging. so. Yeah. I've been trying to do a lot more, um, positive message graphic designs for kids shirts and adult shirts. So, um, I have a couple right now, like the love thy neighbor is an image that I've done, um, that has like two hands shaking, kind of like a traditional tattoo Mm -hmm. style. That one is one of my favorites. And then, um, I have another one, which was one of my favorite songs that says people over the world join hands and it has two hands like holding. So I really, I've been really loving doing more of a graphic t-shirt design focus where in the past I've done like a lot of more kitchen and food related items, which mm-hmm. I still like doing, but I've been really enjoying kind of shifting to more positive message illustrations. So definitely, those are my personal favorites Right now, so.
0: Yep. Sorry, I didn't mean to like throw a curveball your way. Yeah, I just no, thought that's I'm like, fine. I want to find out which one.
1: No, it's hard. I have, I think like probably close to a hundred. I need to go through and kind of weed out some of the ones that are older and don't sell as well as they used to. But mm-hmm. I have a lot. I almost have too many.
0: So. <laughs> I don't think there's such thing as too many. Yeah, Keep going. Not. Keep creating. <laughs> So, Kara, the next few questions I have for you, take you down the parts of your career where you've likely made some mistakes, learned some lessons, and I want to pull those stories out and share those with the listeners. Okay. So let's start with what has been the most challenging period of time in your career so far? Why was it challenging and how did you get through it?
1: Um, so I feel like that, for me, is probably a pretty relatable thing to a lot of other people, and that was when my son was born. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, just the balance, like, I work for myself, I work from home, and finding that new balance between parenthood mm-hmm. and a career I really love. And so, um, it I won't lie, it took a couple years of not really making anything new. It was kind of just survival mode of filling mm-hmm. in, sending orders and any spare time I had wasn't put into like a new product or a new image. It was just kind of like doing what I needed to do to keep the business going. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, it yeah, it's just a shuffle because when you when I'm with my son, I'm like, I love being with him, but I'm like, oh, I have all the stuff I want to do for my business. But when I'm working, I'm like, oh, all I want to do is be with my son. <laughs> so um, that was just like a really hard period of time. He's going to be five in March. Mm-hmm. And so he's in pre-K now and he'll be in kindergarten next year. So, I mean, I feel like I've had a whole, like him being in school during the days, so it's like, oh, I yeah, have all this time I'm not used to again, but it's been really awesome to be able to like actually pursue ideas and designs and everything I've had building up for all of this time. Mm-hmm. But I think that there's just different seasons of life for people. And so Mm. that was just kind of a difficult balance, like trying to figure out the right balance of work and family and having to work late at night or early in the morning or over nap time to get stuff done. So Mm. that was probably like one of the most challenging times trying to figure out how to balance it all. But I feel like that's something every parent talks about. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's relatable. It's relatable.
0: For sure. And I totally, um, you know, I could not be more aligned on the thought of, you know, when you're working, you're like, oh, I feel like I should be spending time with my kids. And then when you're spending time with the kids, like, oh, I have so much work to do. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's this balance of of trying to be present Yeah, um, and have the confidence in knowing that you have time set aside for both yeah but when they're really little that is hard because there's no schedule it's just you get what you get and you work in between
1: I know I was looking back through old pictures and my husband took a video of me screen printing once and I realized like oh yeah I was just wearing my son like in the front carrier (laughs) I was like I remember just yeah like working and and wearing him at the same time and like it was hard because you know it's like front weight you know your back hurts and everything but I was like man that was so easy to just be able to strap them on and get done (laughs) you know like yeah now you can't can't do that anymore
0: no they can run around and reach the knives now so yeah
1: can get into lots of trouble really fast
0: got it so I want to get a little bit more specific now and I'm interested to hear your story on this one because You know, you haven't done a ton of client work. A lot of your work is for yourself and for the business. So, you know, you're almost your own client, I guess, which can be equally as difficult. (laughs) So I want to get more specific. Um, Can you take us to a design or a particular piece or project that you were creating or a part of that did not go well or bring the desired result? And what was that like? How did that feel? Can you take us to that story?
1: Um, yeah, I've definitely had a couple product ideas that I have been really excited about. And I thought like, oh, this is going to be huge. Uh, this is going to be really popular. This yeah. is going to be awesome. Everyone's going to love it, it as much. pop
0: off. We're going to yeah. go. Yeah.
1: And then it like just flopped.
0: <laughs> so, <laughs>
1: And it's like hard. So um, I actually, I mean, I've always done printing on. Fabric, you know, Mm -hmm. like I do tea towels and reusable produce bags and t-shirts and baby clothes Um, And so I was thinking like oh, maybe I'll do a paper goods line Maybe I'll sell actual prints or Mm -hmm. note cards or notepads and I was really excited about it And I like went out and bought all of the equipment high high high-quality printers And I just thought this was gonna be like this huge thing and it was gonna change the way that I worked You know, it was right around the time our son was born and like, Oh, I could just work from inside the house and just all these ideas of how awesome it was going to be. And it just totally did not do well. Really? Really. And like, you never know. I mean, I feel like I love it. Other people will love it, but you just, you never really know. And another one, I, I thought crib sheets, I had crib sheets and I thought, Oh, these printed crib sheets would do so well. And that kind of flopped too. So it wasn't necessarily The images as much as just the product type, or I don't even really know what it was, but it feels terrible. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) when you fail at something, it never really feels great. I don't know if I could call it that I failed at something, but um, with what I do, since it's so personal to me, like everything that I make is an extension of myself. I feel like that's the truth with any artist or designer. So when something doesn't do well, it feels personal, (laughs) you know, like, Mm -hmm. why don't you like me? Why don't you like (laughs) part of me? Why are you Um,
0: rejecting me?
1: Yes. So I mean, yeah, I've just had a couple ideas that I thought were going to be huge and be so great that just totally flopped and weren't good sellers or weren't popular or just didn't seem to get the attention that I thought they were going to. Mm -hmm. Um, And so yeah, it's just that's kind of the hard thing of realizing It's not personal. You know, you just got to find a different idea. And just because someone else has like a super successful paper line doesn't mean that that's going to be the thing that sticks out in my line or what I offer. So I feel like trying to just find what makes my brand me and unique versus seeing what's doing well for other people Mm -hmm. and then maybe like not pursuing those ideas just because it's successful for someone else. So um, that's been, yeah, those have been like the bigger things that I've tried and was really excited about, but just didn't Mm. quite work out the way I thought. I have had a couple people reach out to do um, some custom images Mm -hmm. that when they first contact me, I'm like, Oh yeah, that sounds fun. I'd love to work on that. Like this one This was years and years ago, but a client reached out and wanted to come up with a design for her friend's bachelorette party. Okay. And so I was like, okay, yeah, I don't even remember what the original idea was, but it was something that I thought like, oh yeah, that'd be interesting. I'd, you know, that sounds fun. I'd like to work on it. And I don't know how, but like I would draw some stuff and send it to her and it just kind of snowballed into a completely different idea where she wanted this image on an apron that just said like Monica's bachelorette party. And then like, when in doubt, add more wine. or something. <laughs> and it was just like, not the original idea at all. And I remember like at the end of it, I mean, she was happy with it. So like, that's a success if your client's happy. But I remember just feeling like what happened here? Like this isn't what we originally talked about at all. And, <laughs> But yeah, kind of sometimes just needing to have, again, like a disconnect of like, maybe this isn't what I love, but if the client's happy, then like, I guess it's a success. But Mm -hmm. yeah, so just kind of rolling with what your client wants, even if it's not necessarily your personal style or design. Mm -hmm. But so, yeah, I've done a couple couple things like that where I'm like how did I get here (laughs) (laughs) what is this but got it yeah
0: so Kara I'm going to turn the bus around now for you and I want you to tell me about a project that you've been a part of that you are the most proud of one that just makes your heart sing
1: okay so this is when I first like read this question when you sent it to me the first thing that kind of jumped out at my mind it's a little bit of a build-up story, but um, after I'd been working as, you know, in illustration printmaking for almost a Mm -hmm. year, it was the first time that someone reached out to me and was interested in wholesaling my products for their store. Nice. And I remember, like, just kind of being, like, thrown off, like, oh, I didn't even think about this being an option to, like, wholesale products to little stores around you know, the country. Um, and so it was like flattering and it kind of gave me the boost of confidence I needed to think like, this is my career. I can make this my job and I, I can feel legitimate when people ask what I do. I can be like, this is what I do. Um, I'm an illustrator, I'm a printmaker and other people carry my stuff in their stores. And so I just remember feeling like that was what really gave me this boost of confidence into feeling like a real artist, you know? And so a couple years went by and um, then this new show was on TV and we kept hearing this name, my husband and I, and we're like, why does that name sound so familiar? And it was <laughs> Fixer Upper with Joanna yeah. Gaines.
0: Yeah.
1: And we're like, Joanna Gaines, why does that name sound so familiar? And I realized that she was our first wholesaler.
0: No way.
1: From And we're like, we talked to her on the phone. Like back, I mean, it was like back obviously before her show. Mm-hmm. But so it's like, I didn't know it at the time, but that was, I mean, not only did having my very first wholesaler kind of, like I said, make me feel like a legitimate artist yeah. or like I'm successful. But like then years later finding out, oh, it was Joanna Gaines who liked my stuff enough to wholesale it for her shop. Like, that's kind of the thing that I'm like, oh, Joanna Gaines liked my
0: stuff. (laughs) That's so cool. See, that's like a perfect design for a t-shirt. Yeah. Joanna Gaines liked (laughs) my stuff.
1: Yeah, Joanna Gaines (laughs) liked my stuff. So (laughs) I feel like that's kind of one of the biggest, I mean, I would say she's obviously our biggest client we've ever had. It was before she was who she is now. But Mm -hmm. it just, I feel like that was kind of the thing that made me feel legitimized for as an sure. art or a designer so that's kind of my favorite story to tell people because everyone's like no way it's your Anna Gaines but
0: what a great reinforcing moment for your, for your business for sure
1: yeah so that was that was pretty awesome
0: nice I like yeah. that one Kara thank you so much for sharing that <laughs> well you've reached the point of the show for the ask it forward question Okay. That is where I have a mystery question for you from my last guest. And you get the opportunity to ask a question of my next guest. I'm not going to tell you who they are, but you can ask them anything. (laughs) So my last guest was Thomas J. Stevens from TJS Designs out of uh, Newport in the UK. He's an independent designer and he wanted to ask you, oh, this is so fitting. This is so, I love this. Perfect. (laughs) Perfect symmetry. Good. Good. What is one thing you want to achieve this year that you will regret if you do not achieve it?
1: Okay. Um I would really love to rebuild my website.
0: Nice.
1: <laughs> I, I know that doesn't maybe sound that glamorous, but um
0: It's a big deal.
1: I and it's something I've been wanting to do. I feel like the last two years when I've been like business goals for the new year, it's been like rebuild my website and I've never done it. (laughs) Um, But I would really love to just kind of have a fresh start because like I said, when my son was born, Mm -hmm. I kind of went on survival mode. I don't feel like I really have updated anything Mm -hmm. in the last four and a half, five years. So that is a really big goal of mine. I'd really love to, clean out a lot of old designs Mm -hmm. and offer new stuff and just have a fresh place for people to like come and be able to see my brand and who I am and what I offer and what I stand for and all those things. So Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I would really like to be able to accomplish that. (laughs) I like that goal. So,
0: Awesome. Okay, well, I'm going to make a note to follow up with you to make sure that that's done. I
1: know. I was like, oh, great. Now I said it. Now, yeah,
0: now you've said it out loud. People
1: check, check in on.
0: Yeah, exactly. But, Somebody will listen so. to this episode in a year from now and be like, I better send her a message over Instagram.
1: It doesn't look any different.
0: Kara, <laughs> what is the question you would like me to ask the next guest for you?
1: So I would like to know just because I like to get other people's tips and tricks, when you kind of yeah. hit a wall, um, for inspiration, when you just are kind of, don't have the creative juices flowing like you'd like to, what are some things that you do to help get inspired or, um, clear your head to be able to have some new ideas come in or at least like alleviate the pressure of feeling like I have to come up with something right now? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, sometimes I'll just hit that wall and I don't even, I don't even really know what I do. (laughs) So I just, I like to hear what other people do to kind of help clear their mind and, Mm -hmm. um, how to get inspiration going when you've hit a wall.
0: Totally. I love it. I'm going to ask that of the next guest. Kara, you've reached the end of the quickie podcast. Thank you so much for being my guest today. I really appreciate you being on the show.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me
0: on. All right, all right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to my interview here with Kara. I really appreciate your time. Definitely go check out Oh Little Rabbit. What an awesome studio. They have some incredible products for apparel, for home decor, living items. Like, go check it out. Awesome stuff. Thank you so much again. And I will be back with another interview of an incredible creative on Friday. See you then.